So yeah, CrossFit does carry with it a stigma, and it's going to be a it's, it's going to be a stigma. People put stigmas on things that they're afraid of or they're intimidated by. If healthcare is broken, who's working to fix it? I'm Dr. Charles O'Malley, and I'm Dr. Justin Geisinger. This is More Than Medicine. think about when you think of CrossFit? Uh, some people get really ripped and in great shape. I love watching the CrossFit games. Other people think it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't really have a good answer for you if uh, you were to ask me what is CrossFit. Uh, but today I think our discussion will help to clarify exactly what that is as we talk with Nate Lott, who is a CrossFit coach. Yeah, I mean, obviously neither you or I are CrossFitters, so you know this was a really good opportunity for us to learn about CrossFit. Uh, more importantly, we hope you guys learn something about CrossFit and how it impacts the community, uh, not just from a pit fitness perspective. Yeah, I think it's also kind of inspiring to hear how CrossFit has really helped to change his life in so many ways. Yeah, so. he's got a really interesting backstory about overcoming addiction, so we hope you guys enjoy the episode. All right, first off, Nate, thanks for uh, joining us here this evening. Uh, I know you just got done a workout, got you all warmed up, ready to go. Hopefully we uh, get some good info out of you here. So uh, first things, you know, I, I want to kind of go over is can you tell us something about CrossFit, because that's your specialty is CrossFit, uh, you know, or, or even the community around CrossFit that might surprise us? Yeah, I think uh, one of the mi biggest misconceptions is that CrossFit is only for a select few group of people or people who are either fitness enthusiasts or experienced at fitness and really the beauty of CrossFit is that it's for anybody at any fitness level and I mean you walk in off the street and CrossFit a good CrossFit gym should be prepared to to tackle any level of fitness or lack thereof. Okay so then so how did you get your start? Yeah I, um, I was uh, looking to get uh, in shape and I was uh, on the internet searching uh, workout routines, and I came across a female athlete by the name of Annie Thor's daughter. She's a, mm -hmm. um, a European yep. CrossFit Games athlete. She's incredible. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, like she, she's really in shape. I wonder what she does to work out. And I heard about this CrossFit thing, and I was like, well, I never heard of CrossFit. And so I uh, Googled CrossFit, and sure enough, there was a CrossFit gym in Lancaster out in Hempfield one of the only CrossFit gyms at the time, and I tried it out, and it was awful. But it was so incredibly addicting. <laughs> I just kept, it was like, it was like Fight Club almost. Like, okay. you, you know All what right. I mean? Like, you just keep showing up, and you keep getting your butt kicked, and you keep showing up. And uh, yeah, it was great. I just fell in love with it, fell in love with the community, fell in love with just the challenge, fell in love with the fact that there was always something new that you faced that you had to learn to overcome. And so you said there about like getting your butt kicked and like, obviously it's different than like Planet Fitness and sure. the why. Uh, what made it so different? What made it so different was that I was, uh, I was in a community of people who were striving for the same goal, which is competing against themselves, making themselves better. But it was also highly, highly supervised and it was facilitated by a person who knew what they were doing. And so I felt, I felt guided. I felt equipped. I didn't have to think about what I was going to do. I didn't have to come in and stare at equipment and figure out, well, how does that thing work? 
Who's going to like wait? Do I have to get in line to use that bench? I get, I go in. There's a spot for me. There's a coach for me. He's got his eyes on me or she has her eyes on me. And I'm, I'm told what to do. I don't have to think through it. So then before you got started, so we'll backtrack a little bit. You said you were looking to get in shape. Were you an athlete before all this? Uh, were you a pretty fit guy to begin with and just looking to take it to the next level? Where were you at? I was at? not, actually. I was, um, I mean, I, um, for all intents and purposes, was a snot-nosed punk uh, drug addict who, okay. who uh, just didn't, uh, didn't really spend a whole lot of time doing anything. That would get my heart rate up. Um, <laughs> so I got, uh, so I became sober um, in 2005. Excellent. And, um, you know, started running a little bit, like, a couple blocks thought that was like good enough <laughs> to get in shape and then in, in 2009 10 somewhere in there i started going to the y the old y here in lancaster and just started using the machines just to kind of you know get in shape so to speak and that's kind of been slowly thereafter i found crossfit okay but no no fitness background whatsoever okay all right awesome um you know, it sounds like you've been through a lot then over that time. What would you say is the biggest change that you've noticed in yourself, whether it's physical or mental or spiritual, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. that is a direct result of being a member of CrossFit? I think the biggest impact it's had on me is just determination that I can I can really overcome something physical if I'm if I'm committed, if I'm dedicated and I put my mind to it. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy going to the gym. There's every excuse in the book. I have kids, I have a wife, I have a, I have a career. I have a, you know, I have a church that I'm, you know, really involved in. There's all, all sorts of excuses that I could come up with. Why not to show up at the gym? But, um, but showing up every day and just being committed and dedicated has, has taught me that there's a lot of physical limitations that I thought could prevent me from doing something like this, but learning to overcome them has been a really... Would, would you also say that because of being pushed, and, and, and I'm sure there's a, a level of accountability with it all, too, mm -hmm. being a part of CrossFit, it makes you a better husband, father, uh, professional. Yeah, I mean, CrossFit has helped me in the kitchen with what I eat, with, with what I put in my body. It's helped me with my sleep. It's helped me with my attitude and my emotions. I mean, it's helped me neur neurologically. I mean, I just I feel better. Like, I, I think clearly. You know, I, my body is doing things it's never done before, and I'm older than I've ever been, obviously, you know, every, Every day I do get older. Um, yep, yep. Um, but um, I'm in better shape at 38 than I was at 28 than I was at 18. Okay. You know, so certainly makes me a better person all around. Holistic. It's a holistic approach. I mean, CrossFit truly does care about the, the mind, body, and spirit of a person. Now, they may not think about the spirit, like I think about the spirit, but they care about the mind and body of the person holistically. What you eat, how you feel, and how, how you move and, and react and act. Yeah, that's one thing that I hear a lot about CrossFit too. And uh, in, in preparation for this, I, I did a little bit of research just about CrossFit. And one thing that you see is, wow, have they grown? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think they first started with like a guy in 2000. And now they have a presence here mm -hmm. later. Um, and, and so clearly they must have some sort of formula that they're operating upon to, to really get that the appeal to the masses. Mm -hmm. Uh, so clearly it's worked with you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and would you say it's because of that holistic approach that really just draws people in? Yeah, it's, it's a community. It's the, it's the all-around holistic approach to the mind-body. It's just the fact that, you know, like I was coaching a class tonight and one girl looked at me and said, she looked at me and gave me this look like, I can't, I can't do what you're telling me to do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. And I said, looked at her, I said, 
I'm a work in progress too. That's why I'm here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know. And so yeah, it, it's it's that community. It's that drive. It's that passion. And then it's just it's just that magnetic. It just has a magnetic attraction to it and an appeal to it because it does it it does scale to everyone and anyone. And so people people like that. Mm-hmm. People like saying I I did CrossFit, and it may not be what the extreme athlete did or the low athlete did. It may be something different, but they did CrossFit. Uh-huh. Just to be able to say that it's like. It's like a badge of honor. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Now, to, to, to knock that down just a second, though, <clears throat> I'm not an naysayer of CrossFit at all, but I know several years ago there were a lot of people that are like, oh, that's just CrossFit equals injury. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, I, I, I don't know that that's true, but um, was part of that because people were, didn't know, so they just said, oh, that's, you're going to get hurt doing that? Or sure. were some people just pushing too hard? or? Anything that anything that grows too fast, too quick has 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 potential for for danger, right? Mm-hmm. But running can cause injury. Playing ice hockey can cause injury. I watched LeBron James go back in the locker room because he took an elbow to the face the other night. Football has issues with concussions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't stop the community of people around it loving it, pushing for it, and we still we still have a draft every year, drafting players into the sports, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, CrossFit does carry with it a stigma, and it's going to be a it's, it's going to be a stigma. People put stigmas on things that they're afraid of or they're intimidated by, mm-hmm. right? And so certainly, but all I have to say, people do get hurt doing CrossFit, um, either by doing the right things, or by doing the wrong things. Um, but it does get a negative connotation to it when you get a coach who doesn't know what he's doing, um, you know, or isn't watching, or isn't you know trained trained as I. And is pushing someone too fast or too hard in the wrong way, and like tonight, I had to walk over to a guy and take plates off his bar. So mm-hmm. you're not doing it, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not, he's not going to get hurt. I don't want him to get hurt. I want him to come back tomorrow, you know. And so it does. But you, you get these gyms who are about the CrossFit name and want the CrossFit name, but they're pushing people too hard, and, and people end up getting hurt. Yeah, because even in our profession of physical therapy, you'll have the one group of PTs who are like, oh. CrossFit gyms are job security because people are just going to keep getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But then you have other people, you know, some of the gurus in PT, like Kelly Starrett, who's all in on CrossFit and really sees the benefit of it. So, um, you know, I think it's interesting. I like the the analogy you make with, um, you know, their inherent injuries with each sport. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you kind of talk about the differences of coaches and, and maybe owners of CrossFits. Um, you know, can you kind of talk about the, the process of maybe finding a gym that works for you where you know someone's going to watch you, where someone's going to pay mm-hmm. attention to your form? You know, what kinds of things should, you know, the average person looking for a gym, uh, you know, be on the lookout for? Yeah, I would say anyone looking for a good CrossFit gym should, first of all, it's, it's like I was, I, I work in a software environment where I'm teaching and coaching churches on how to buy bright software. And I say the same thing to them. Um, you, you have a good web presence. You have a, a website that people can easily navigate and find. Um, you, you, you tell the community who your coaches are, what their qualifications are. Um, and good CrossFit gyms have coaches who are decorated. You know, to have, you know, any, any one of the level one, two, three certifications. Typically, your head coach should have a level two, level three certification because that allows them to be the teacher of teachers, mm-hmm. right? Um, an L1 is just a teacher, a coach, mm-hmm. right? A trainer. An L2, L3 is a trainer of trainers, mm-hmm. right? And then you have like barbell <clears throat> certifications, movement certifications, gymnastic certifications. And so good CrossFit gyms are going to have coaches who are well-trained. Uh, also, a good CrossFit gym is going to have a large following, you know, a good a good member base, you know, lots of people there that are that are that are fit, that are benefiting, that that are products of the environment, mm-hmm. right? And so you want to visit a CrossFit gym one or two times and just kind of get a 
get the feel for it. Um, visit it at different times. Visit it in the morning. There's there's a weird cult of like 5:30 a.m. gymmers, and they're very they're very they're very uh, prideful about their time. I know that group well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have your evening crossfit crossfitters who are, are a cold different animal. Um, so you just visit, and so um, you know. But again, it's not just the decoration. It's it's when I attend a class, am I am I am I greeted with the community? Is the coach's eye on me? Does the coach leave me with something? Because one of the things that I try and do as a coach is I always try and leave everyone in my class with something, mm-hmm. whether it's an advanced athlete or beginner athlete. My job is to give them something. Um, something it. as in here's a challenge or, or here's, here's a nugget of truth. Yep. To, like here's a cue. Like when yeah. you're you know, if you're snatch or if you're you know your 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 box jump or your you know your pull up. You know giving them something, cueing them with something, teaching them something because we all have ways and areas to grow in. So. You know, to answer your question, a good CrossFit gym is is one that has a vibrant community, decorated coaches, strong you know community presence, um, and has people that are products of the environment. Excellent. So then, you know, speaking of the coaches, then what does the education piece look like? So you know, say I walk into to your CrossFit, I'm like, ah, oh, this CrossFit thing seems pretty cool. I've never done a deadlift. I've never done a squat. I've never done any of that stuff in my life. What's that process look like to, to get me up to speed? Well, um, most CrossFit gyms are going to have a beginner course um, or beginner classes, rather, um, where you're, you're taught basic barbell movements where then we can assess kind of where you're at and what, you know, what kind of mobility you have, um, you know, kind of, you know, wh- what your level of fitness ability is. So it's more, it's, it's twofold. It's one, getting you familiar with the movements. Two, it's allowing us to get eyes on you and kind of see how you move. Um, and then from there, we will uh, suggest a pathway for you. Like, you know, you can come to classes, but when you're in classes, you're going to scale movements. Um, if, you, if, if, it's a, if it's a particular movement, you're going to scale it this way. And we always have scale options for every movement that we program. So that way, every athlete has something to pick from. You know, whether it's, you know, if it's a, if it's a, a power clean with a barbell that's heavy, you either scale the weight or you just take it down to a dumbbell or something mm-hmm. like that. So we'll ramp you up and get you prepared to get into the class class environment. That, that's the goal. Get you into the class environment so you can get the benefit of the class environment, mm-hmm. um, and then I kind of set you on on, on a pathway. Do do go. most CrossFit athletes com- or work out in a class atmosphere? They should. Okay. They do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of CrossFit gyms like my gym has an open gym mm-hmm. format where you can you can either come and work out on your own mm-hmm. or you can work out in a class. But it's it's highly recommended that. The open gym format is is not the sole place of of your fitness. Mm-hmm. But you do come. That's in like the, I missed the other class. Okay, I'm gonna go into the open time. The open gym is good for like accessory work, mobility work. Okay. Uh, maybe even if you miss a workout, come and make it up. That type mm-hmm. of thing. But it shouldn't be your sole focus. Because mm-hmm. you can't get coached. Speaking of, of coaching, uh, Charlie, you had mentioned earlier Kelly started. Uh, I am a big fan of Kelly Starr. He's a physical therapist. I think he's done great things, bring attention to the profession. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know he also, I think, opened CrossFit number 49, uh, something a long time ago, mm-hmm. back there in San Francisco. And you've got um, a man crush. There's, I mean, there's a little man crush there. I mean, yeah. he does some things that I don't always agree with, but <laughs> I, he does a lot of good things. Yeah, he does. Um, so you're familiar with yeah, him Yeah, mobility wad. Yeah, yeah. But he's a really good educator and mm-hmm. almost entertainer. Like yeah, it's the way funny. he does it. Um, I mean, are, are there a lot of like uh, rock stars in the CrossFit community? Like, oh, yeah. I, I would say he's probably one of them. He's one of them. I mean, he's definitely a one of the foremost, you know, knowledge banks of mobility. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just super mobile. 
Um, and so I, I, I get. And like, when you see him, you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think he's big. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, but the way he the way he prowls around is supple leopard. Yeah. Yep. You know his uh, his you know that mentality is yeah definitely very knowledgeable. But yeah, there are there are plenty of rock stars in the CrossFit community. You know, um, you, know you think of Rich Froning, you know the four time mm-hmm. games champion mm-hmm. who is. I mean, if you talk about man crush. That's that's my man crush. <laughs> um, but he's an amazing athlete. Um, but he's an amazing he's just an amazing human being. Um, what he does just outside of the gym as a person is incredible and something I look up to. Um, so he has one of the biggest, baddest gyms in the country. Um, Where's he at? at? Cookville, Tennessee. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. Um, and then um, Ben Bergeron from CrossFit New England. Mm. I mean, he has the most successful CrossFit gym in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he, he trains some of the best games athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he's, a good, he's a good dude. Uh, that's a, another good point there. Uh, CrossFit Games. You know, mm-hmm. now that's something, uh, wow, what a evolution of that whole uh, CrossFit movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, the CrossFit Games, again, looking back, <clears throat> started in 2007 with basically a bunch of guys getting at a ranch yep. uh, and just to see who could do more pull-ups, run faster, lift heavy weights. Right, doing like uh, a dusty trail run, yeah. you know, just ridiculous so stuff. Yep. Then you fast forward from that by, well, now 11 years, and they're holding that same event in stadiums across the country, mm-hmm. like, you know, professional stadiums with mm-hmm. millions of dollars in mm-hmm. prize money and endorsement deals. In just 10 years. That is fascinating. This is the 10th anniversary of the CrossFit Games this year. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because one day here at work, Charlie brought it up. He's like, hey, have you seen this uh, documentary? I think it was on Netflix. It was about the CrossFit Games. Fittest on Earth. And, yeah, yeah, I checked it out. I was like, wow. There was a whole lot of people whose last names were daughter in that. (laughs) I think I counted four. (laughs) And they're all, like, Icelandic women. Icelandic women. And they were huge. They were, yeah, Yeah. throwing some heavy weights. Um... How do you get into that? Like, so yeah. it's like, all right, I checked out CrossFit. You go further. You know, like if you're a runner, you're going to enter a local road race. If you're a basketball player, you're going to jump in a league. Like, mm-hmm. how's it working in CrossFit? Yeah, so there's a couple different, I mean, there's a couple different uh, com- competitive paradigms with CrossFit. There's like your, your typical local level. I mean, there's even down microcosm from that. Like your gym level. Like you compete in your gym every, every time you show up. There's the whiteboard. There's the score that goes on. There's the... You know, hey, Justin, I'm, I'm going to get in there and beat you today, Justin. You know, like, yeah. you know, let's that's, that's, that's challenge one another. So there's that competitive environment, right? And then there's, like, the, like, going, you know, going out from there, there's a local CrossFit competitive level where there's competitions at boxes all over the all over the state, all over the country. And so local athletes show up to, to compete and put their fitness to the test all the time. Uh, but the CrossFit Games um, is this this open, open source competitive um, environment, right? Where the cross CrossFit uh, headquarters will say, every February, March, we're gonna we're gonna do what's called an open, where we're gonna pr- we're gonna release a workout a week for five weeks, and um, you anyone anyone can compete. You can compete. I can compete. You can compete, and you post your score. You pay twenty. You pay your twenty or forty. I, don't know, I think it's forty bucks, and um, you compete, and you compete in a CrossFit gym under the guise of a CrossFit coach, and you're scored. You know, by certain standards, there's some specific standards. Like when you do a burpee, mm-hmm. there's a standard for a burpee. When mm-hmm. you do a pull-up, there's a standard for a pull-up. When you do double unders, there's a standard. You know, so so you, you compete in the in the open, and those scores are, are posted on cross uh, games.crossfit.com, and you can see how how did I do against you, or how did mm-hmm. I do against Matt Frazier, mm-hmm. fittest man on earth, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so they, they break it down by world, they break it down by country, they break it down by region. And then based on how you do in the open, you get invited to what's called the regionals. And regionals are um, the 20 fittest people from specific regions or competing against one another. Uh, and then they take the 40 fittest men and 40 fittest women from regionals and they compete in the games. Um, so it's kind of, you got to get through the open, through regionals, and then you get into the games. And it's the typical faces every, typically every year. There's some rookies that show up. There's some new faces here and there from time to time. But since it's only 10 years old, you, you've been having the same faces mm-hmm. for the most part over, over the years. Um, same cast of characters. But uh, just the fact that I get to compete in the open mm-hmm. and I get to see how well I do against other people my age across the world, mm-hmm. against myself from last year, mm-hmm. those types of things, it's super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to see, you get to see, so there's this fitness, CrossFit has this fitness continuum where, you know, you, you look at your, you plot your scores or you plot your uh, your progress and you get to see that continuum grow. And is that based on like how much weight you're lifting? Weight, times, um, you know, speed. So fitness has all different modalities, right? It's mm-hmm. not just looking at how far you run mm-hmm. or how fast you run. Mm-hmm. It's looking at how fast you run and how much you can lift. Mm-hmm. It's not looking at just, you know, how, how much you can lift and how fast you can run, but how agile are you? Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of gymnastic skills do you have? So it's looking across all different types of modalities mm-hmm. and say, okay, Based on all these different modalities, we're gonna we're gonna it's like the it's called the hopper hopper mentality where we pull a workout out of the hopper and based on what we pull out, anyone and everyone should be able to do what's prescribed, and we'll see who's we'll see who's the fittest. Because mm-hmm. that's what Greg Glassman was frustrated with years ago when he, when he created CrossFit. So that's who started it. Greg Glassman. He okay. said, "What is fitness? Is it the marathon runner? Mm-hmm. Is it the power lifter? Mm-hmm. Well, it can't be because if if all you do is run." Then who's to say that the tennis player isn't fitter than you? you right. Know? So what's the definition of fitness? He couldn't he couldn't get a, a satisfiable definition of fitness. Mm-hmm. So he said, well, the definition of fitness should be, at, at any given moment, you should be able to perform at a certain level against another against somebody else or against yourself to determine if you're really fit or not. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what developed the hopper mentality. And they showed up at the ranch. They put workouts in a hopper. They literally, mm-hmm. like a bingo hopper, mm-hmm. rotated it, pulled workouts out, and said, okay, that's what we're going to do. Wow. That'll measure yeah. fitness. Wow. Now, how do you take that? Because that's obviously way up, you know, more advanced than, you know, any of the three of us in this room will probably ever get to getting the CrossFit Games. But sure. even taking it down a notch further, again, you have that novice person coming into the gym for the first time. Mm-hmm. How do you prevent that from being an intimidating factor mm-hmm. instead of a motivating factor? Because the three of us, that sounds pretty cool. That mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, awesome. I'd love to try yeah. that. But to the person who, again, comes in and has never picked up a barbell in their life, that could scare the crap out of them. It so can. how do you keep them coming back and, mm-hmm. and not having that, you know... Uh, you find out where limited. they are, you meet them where they're at, and, but you challenge them to, to, to come up a level each time. Right, and then you watch you watch you watch them grow, and you encourage them, and you see like that light bulb go off, like oh wow, like I got it, or I did my first pull up, and then mm-hmm. like you you celebrate those you celebrate those milestones in your life, and just like anything else, I mean, you can turn around and walk out the door, but you're never going to get to the milestone, mm-hmm. sure. right? So you have to first be determined that you know what I'm not going to leave, I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to leave leave my pride at the door, right? And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be committed to this thing, and if you're committed. You'll see growth. You'll see progress, and before you know it, you'll get your double unders. Mm-hmm. You'll get that first pull up. 
Like, I got my first ring muscle up this year. It was, I can't tell you how excited I was. I ran around the gym. <laughs> like, it took me a long time to get there, you know? Like, but sure. you keep coming back, and you yeah. keep coming back, and you keep coming back. But the people keep me coming back, and the friends, and the relationships, and the, you're going to be here tomorrow, right? Yep, I'll be here. I'll see you. You know, and that kind of accountability. So nice. um, you scale it, and you, you let them know, like, look, we're scaling this because I want, I want to see you succeed. And, there's no, and we're not going to see you succeed unless we give you something that you're able to do and overcome. Got it. Yeah, I think that's really important there. Like you said about the celebrating and, and, and also that level of accountability. You're going to be here tomorrow, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. again, in physical therapy, we get somebody who is coming post-op knee or sprained ankle or something, and you're just asking them, okay, I need you to do ankle pumps, okay? You know, something really low level. Right. And they're just not doing anything yeah. you ask them to do. Any kind of exercise. Even though you know this is going to help, they just can't do it. Yeah. And... So I, I really appreciate that. Maybe Charlie, we need to be celebrating more. Maybe for, uh, we need more. Need to be more like cheerleaders. Either I guess. that or give <laughs> some cooler exercises. Yeah, right. Yeah. But even mm-hmm. like you know, I was listening. Uh, I was listening to something one time, and they were talking about the idea of if you had a life-saving pill. Okay, so this would be someone who has you know a heart condition. Here's a pill that will save your life. The average compliance is less than 50% on people who will take that pill as wow. prescribed. And that's something as simple as taking a pill. Hmm. So I give you guys all the credit in the world for being able to motivate these people and keep them coming back for something that's way harder than taking a pill. Yeah. Um, so you know what? kudos to you guys. One of the things that I think CrossFit has really tapped into, and it's something that I believe in very, very, I'm very passionate about, is that the human, the human experience thrives best in community mm-hmm. and people are hungering after community mm-hmm. right i mean yeah you see the church right i've i've even some people uh, say are you coming in tomorrow to work out it's I'm like no it's sunday it's, I'll, be, I'll be at church with the family oh you know where i'll be i'll be at my church uh-huh. the gym right sure. and uh-huh. so like what, and what they're saying is is that's where i find what i'm longing for which is a community of people that believe in me champion me motivate me and so that's what CrossFit provides CrossFit is filling a need I think in in, in our society's um, experience where people just want they just want community physical community physical too. community right. no, yeah. it's not a chat room not, not a digital a community Facebook page yeah. like that. Right. it's physical community actual yeah. human interaction yeah. Yeah. yeah you'd be surprised I mean I get to the gym and I'm like dude like We've done. We've talked like fifteen. Let's work out now. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see you again tomorrow. Yeah. Like, right. we're missing workout time, man. Yeah. Um, so you know, speaking of this concept of community, uh, uh, another CrossFit documentary that's on Netflix is Functional Fitness, yep. and. The thing that I was most surprised at was this aspect of community. Like, I thought it would be like, yeah, let's talk about some lifting or whatever. They were talking about things they were doing in their community as a group. Like, you know, lifting weights outside of a, you know, a, a restaurant and bringing people in and having events. Or a Kelly I, Star at having the squat club with the, right, the neighborhood exactly, in garage. Exactly. So, you know, that was the biggest thing that, that surprised me about it. Um, what are some things that you guys do at your mm-hmm. gym, CrossFit, CrossFit Uncompromised, that would be in the community that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not aware of, certainly. So so can you enlighten us a little bit on that, what you guys do yeah. outside of your box? Yeah, we have this thing right now. We, we're a couple of weeks in. We do It's called a weekly fight. And every Saturday at 10 a.m., we invite uh, everyone and anyone to come and work out. What the, the goal of the weekly fight is to, is to bring awareness to um, veterans who are either isolated, committed suicide, or just kind of down and out. And just don't don't have a community mm-hmm. to plug into, and mm-hmm. CrossFit is 
and what they're, they're using the community of CrossFit to kind of connect these veterans to a community of people that will challenge them physically, provide for them emotionally, and and you know, provide a community for them. And so, uh, the Weekly Fight is is an organization. You can look it up on, on Facebook and. Um, is an organization that partners with CrossFits around the, the area, and um, each week we we commemorate a either a fallen soldier or a soldier who is, you know, alive and well, but is someone who has given an aspect of their life for our for our freedom, and we do a workout in their honor, right? And uh, we just bring awareness to the fact that there are veterans. There's a segment of our community, meaning like more globally, that are really isolated, and there's an issue, you know, soldiers who are. Or veterans who are committing suicide uh, all the time, so we do that. Um, you know, um, there's also other events where we you know, we partner with you know um, certain organizations to do like toy drives around the holidays, you know, um, we do clothing drives and things like that. But um, you know, we're always looking for opportunities to get involved in the community. Also, you mentioned earlier, and this would be very community based uh, about addiction, and you had to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And do you feel? that fitness and CrossFit is another way of kind of curbing addiction elsewhere. Because I know uh, within the running community, there's countless stories of people who have left addictions and found uh, help in, in endorphins provided through yeah. uh, exercise as well as the community of having people around them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if you also know of anybody else or they gave up smoking or whatever it was they mm-hmm. were struggling with and they found help yeah. through movement and yeah, I think uh, CrossFit, just like a lot of other forms of physical exertion type of activities, you know, CrossFit doesn't have a corner in the market on those sorts of things. Yeah, you know? right. But like you're right. I mean, CrossFit is definitely an op- an option for people to kind of do that swap in life, mm-hmm. swapping something negative and bad for something good and healthy. And you know, you see, you hear those stories all the time. There's a there's actually a chapters all across the country called, called CrossFit Faith, mm-hmm. where they open up specific chapters of local CrossFit athletes who are Christians and they mm-hmm. meet in a box and they are there for accountability purposes, spiritual purposes, but also there to work out together. Mm-hmm. So there's those, those types of things happening all, all over the place. And so, so yeah, I mean, um, one of the things that I, I'm working with a young, young guy in, uh, in my church who is struggling with addiction now, I'm like, you gotta get your button here, yeah. work out, sweat a little bit, go home, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't go home and sit around and twiddle your thumbs and go buy a bottle. Yeah. So it's definitely a good, good alternative. Okay. Good. Who would you say, and you know, you don't have to name names or anything. I mean, even it's just a story, but is there someone at your gym specifically that you're just really proud of and, and, and why? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think we, we had talked about it previously, but, um, one of our, one of my coaches, um, her name is Kayla. She, um, I mean, she's just, a, 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 a phenomenal athlete. I mean, she competed in the open. She was, you know, a few people. She, her, her goal was to just to be near, near the top 100 and she was in the top 40, wow. you know, in our region. Wow. Uh, she just, is a, she, she, her dedication, commitment to, to, to the sport, commitment to, to nutrition, um, is just, is, is bar none. I mean, one of the most inspirational people that, um, is at my gym. So she's, she's an incredible athlete. She's and, a great and person. So she'll be trying to get to the regionals again next year. Oh, yeah. Year. Yeah. I mean, and she really only committed, you know, since, I mean, she's been committed for a long time, but she really put the pedal to the metal in the fall okay. of last year. And so it's, it's pretty pretty amazing what she's capable of doing. All right. So that's a name we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for on the scoreboard then. Yeah. Locally here. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, 
Again, Nate, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and, and kind of talking through some things with us. A few of the things you mentioned, like CrossFit Faith and, um, you know, the fight of the week and those kinds of things. We'll put some stuff up on the show notes about those um, to give people more information. But once again, just thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot, Nate. All right, we'll let you get back to the gym if that's where you want to go. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this episode of More Than Medicine. For more information about this podcast, who we are, and what we do, please visit Justin's website, refinemove.com, and click the More Than Medicine tab. Once again, that's refinemove.com. Thanks for listening.